Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Today, let us start book Understanding Society, Class 11th, Chapter 1, Social Structure, Stratification and Social Processes in Society. You will recall that the earlier book introducing sociology, Class 11th, had begun with a discussion on the relationship between personal problems and social issues. We also saw how the individuals are located within collectivities such as groups, classes, gender, caste and tribes. Indeed, each of you is a member of not just one kind of collectivity but many overlapping ones. For instance, you are a member of your own peer group, your family and kin, your class and gender, your country and religion, and reason. Each individual thus has a specific location in the social structure and social stratification system. This also implies that they have different levels and types of access to social resources. In other words, the choices an individual has in life in terms of the schools he or she goes to or if she or he goes to school at all would depend on the social stratum that she or he belongs to. Likewise, with the clothes he or she gets to wear or the food he or she consumes, the leisure opportunities he or she avails, the health access she or he has, that is her or his lifestyle in general. As in the case of social structure, social stratification constrains individual actions. One of the central concerns of the sociological perspective has been to understand the dialectical relationship between the individual and society. You will recall C. Wright Mill's elaboration of the sociological imagination that seeks to unfold the interplay between an indigenous biography and society's history. It is towards understanding this dialectical relationship between the society and individual that we need to discuss the three central concepts of structure, stratification and social processes in this chapter. In the next few chapters, we then move on to how social structure in rural and urban societies are different, to broader relationships between environment and society. In the last two chapters, we look at Western sociological thinkers and Indian sociological thinkers and their writings that would help us further understand the ideas of social structure, stratification as well as social 
processes. The central question that this chapter seeks to discuss is to what extent the individual constrained by and to what extent she or he is free of the social structure. To what extent does one's position in society or location in the stratification system govern individual choice? Do social structure and social stratification influence the manner people act? Do they shape the way individuals cooperate, compete and conflict with each other? In this chapter, we deal briefly with the terms social structure and social stratification. You have already discussed social stratification in some detail in chapter 2 of the earlier book, Introducing Sociology. We then move on to focus on three social processes, namely cooperation, competition and com conflict. In dealing with each of these processes, we shall try and see how social structure and stratification impinge themselves on the social processes. In other words, how individuals and groups cooperate, compete and conflict depending upon their position within the social structure and stratification system. Now let us move to the next point, social structure and stratification. The term social structure points to the fact that the society is structured, that is organized or arranged in particular way. The social environments in which we exist do not just consist of random assortments of events or actions. There are underlying regularities or patterns in how people behave and in the relationship they have with one another. It is to these regularities that the concept of social structure refers. Up to a point it is helpful to think of the structural characteristics of societies as resembling the structure of a building. A building has walls, a floor and a roof which together give it a particular shape or form. But the metaphor can be a very misleading one if applied too strictly. Social structures are made up of human actions and relationships. What gives these patterning is their reputation across periods of time and distances of space. Thus the ideas of social reproduction and social structure are very closely related to one another in sociological analysis. For example, consider a school and a family structure. In a school, certain ways of behaving are repeated over the years and become institution 
for instance admission procedures codes of conduct annual functions daily assemblies and in some cases even school anthems likewise in families certain ways of behaving marriage practices notions of relationships duties and expectations are set even as old members of the family or school may pass away and new members enter the institution goes on yet we also know that changes do take place within the family and in the schools the above discussion and activity should help us understand human societies as buildings that are at every moment being reconstructed by the pay bricks that compose them for as we saw ourselves human beings in the school or families do bring changes to reproduce the structure even while introducing change they cooperate at various levels in their everyday lives towards their reproduction no less true is the fact that they also compete with each other often viciously and ruthlessly the fact remains that along with cooperative behavior we also witness serious conflict and as we shall find later in this chapter cooperation can be enforced or thereby serve to conceal conflict a major theme pursued by emil durkheim and by many other sociological authors since it is that the societies exert social constraint over the actions of their members durkheim argued that the society has primacy over the individual person society is far more than the sum of the individual acts it has a firmness or solidity comparable to structures in material environment think of a person standing in a room with several doors the structure of the room constrains the range of his or her possible activities the placing of the walls and doors for example defines the routes of exit and entry social structure according to the durkheim constraints our activities in a parallel way setting limits to what we can do as individuals it is external to us just as the walls of the room are other social thinkers like karl marx would emphasize the constraints of social structure but would at the same time stress human creativity or agency to both reproduce and change social structure marx argued that the human beings make history but not as they wish to or in conditions of their choice but within the constraints and possibilities of the historical and structural situation that they are in 
now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning forecast